0: Now, if it had not been for the plan of redemption, which was laid from the foundation of the world, there could have been no resurrection of the dead. But there was a plan of redemption laid, which shall bring to pass the resurrection of the dead, of which has been spoken. Therefore, whosoever repenteth and hardeneth not his heart, he shall have claim on mercy through mine only begotten. Unto a remission of his sins, and thee shall enter into my rest. Alma 12, 25, and 34. This is the Oakland San Francisco Clarion Call. Welcome everyone to our P-Day Podcast. I'm Elder Christofferson. And I'm Elder Pugh. And oh my heavens, has it been a long week. My gosh. We have just been running all around, and I'm I'm really tired right now. What about you?
1: Me too. Absolutely. It feels like it's been a lot longer than uh, just a few weeks. It feels like it's been like a few months.
0: (laughs) I think think
1: it's because it has.
0: Uh, This was supposed to end back in late April, but this has continued into mid-May. No, we're... No, wait, we're currently in April. Yeah. It was March that it was supposed to end. I'm a whole month ahead, but according to what we've heard from members and our mission president alike, it sounds like it might be the case that we might be going into mid May, late May, heck, even early June. That's oh my heavens. That's no. I oh. I, well, you're lucky. You're you're going. You're oh, leaving. That's true. But you're basically <laughs> gonna be doing the same thing. Yeah, just I mean, with your family.
1: <laughs> I am basically gonna be doing the same thing. Uh well, to an extent I suppose. I won't be able to, to an do extent it. I, won't be, yeah. I won't be uh preaching the gospel like a missionary anymore, but uh
0: <laughs> Well, you can still try being a missionary at home.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. You know, missionary for life, right? Absolutely. But uh you know, there's there's a lot to be said about kind of exercising hope during these times, I think
0: absolutely hope is a key thing that we need to rely on at this time and it it really goes a long way like it's surprising like you know how movies and shows how they always use like hope as like a driving force like like superman superman for instance his the giant s on his uh, chest stands for hope.
1: Oh, yeah. In uh, Kryptonian?
0: In Kryptonian, yeah. <laughs> um, although that is like a little trope or something that movies use, it honestly is like the superpower that we get. And it is wonderful. It's extraordinary. It has the ability to change your outlook on life. And, oh, it's such a... I, I love hope. I oh, love yeah. hope.
1: Absolutely. I think it has the ability to not only change your outlook on life, but change... What happens when trials come your way? You know, you'll take different actions and and uh, make different uh, choices if you have an eye of hope instead of an eye of like negativity or pessimism or something like that. Well said. Well said.
0: Well, today, everyone, we are going to be talking about gratitude.
1: Yeah, but first we'd like to put a little background into why gratitude is so important in this life. Absolutely. Um, and that kind of begins with where we were before this life. You know, we we did live before we had bodies. We lived as spirits that God had created and we lived in God's presence. And God had created, or he he had a plan, essentially. A plan for us to gain experience. Uh, Our life on earth is just a way for us to gain experience and to progress. In our life before this earth, when we lived in God's presence, we were just spirits that God had created and he wanted us to progress past the point that we were currently progressed at. Uh, because we were spirits, we didn't have bodies, we kind of hit a plateau in our progression. And so we needed bodies to to make that next step. And bodies are something that God has. God has a body that's perfected and glorified that will never die.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's very true. And one of the key things that was done during that time was God Um, used Jesus Christ to create our Earth. And when he did create the Earth, he created uh, people, Adam and Eve in this case. Um, Hopefully everybody listening knows about Adam and Eve, but if they don't, they are uh, what we believe to be the first man and woman here on the Earth. Yeah. And one of the key things of why um, they're so important is because of what they had brought to pass. Um, while they were in the Garden of Eden, they were given a choice, and um, from there they
1: were, well, unfortunately going to die. Well, yeah, they made a sacrifice by partaking of the forbidden fruit, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And that sacrifice brought them to earth. It brought them, well, they were on earth, but it brought them out of the Garden of Eden. And mm-hmm. uh, the Garden of Eden is where they were immortal, but because they partook of the fruit, they became mortal. But that was all part of God's plan, right? Exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, while they were in the Garden of Eden, true, true, they were immortal, but they were also incredibly innocent. They didn't know how to do anything. Like, they could walk around and eat and talk, but besides that, they didn't know about anything in the rest of the world. Like, they didn't have to wait for trees to grow the fruit or worry about animals killing them or...
1: Right. It was like a lack of progression. Exactly. There was was nothing to go forward to. They were just... In a state of innocence, they didn't know good or evil. Uh, they also didn't know happiness or sorrow. And so part of God's plan is that he gave us agency, the ability to choose, so that we could choose good, we could choose happiness. Uh, but that also means that we have suffering. But the only way that we can know what happiness is is if we do have suffering. And the only way that we can know what suffering is is if we have happiness, because of the contrast between the two. Yeah, there
0: always needs to be a balance in one way or another. You
1: can't have one without the other.
0: Absolutely. And one of the things that I find very interesting is, like, um, like, I consider Adam and Eve heroes. Oh, yeah. In a way. Absolutely. Because if you think about it, if it wasn't for them, um, well, think of it like this. Like, when Adam and Eve partook of the fruit, um, they knew of the sacrifice that they were making. And because of that, God said, okay, you need to leave the garden. And because you did this, um, you're going to (laughs) die. I'm I'm just paraphrasing. This is just the way that I'm phrasing it. Um, And then he also said, but I will give you and your children a plan for redemption through my son, Jesus Christ.
1: Right. And this plan was set up since the beginning, even before... Adam and Eve were on the earth,
0: right? Yeah, absolutely. And Jesus Christ was prophesied to come, and he did. And his whole purpose was to come here, teach his lessons, um, tell the stories, parables, and heal those so that they had witnesses of his wonderful miracles and his power. And one of the key things is that he also came down here to suffer for our sins. And I don't mean just ours like uh, me and Elder Pugh. I mean everyone throughout time and eternity. Everybody that came before Jesus Christ. Everybody today. Everybody that will come. It's it's endless. It's eternal. And that's the thing that I find remarkable. Because that's billions if not trillions of people. Throughout the course of time and history, and Jesus Christ suffered for everyone throughout that time. Yeah, how that, amazing
1: is that? That is amazing. I mean, they call it an infinite sacrifice because it takes an infinite sacrifice uh, for all of us, you know, and and that just shows how much God loves us as individuals. Mm-hmm. That Jesus Christ is willing to take upon Himself all of our mistakes and all of our suffering. So that we can be forgiven for those mistakes. And so that even though life can be unfair sometimes, it's still worthwhile and fulfilling because of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I fully agree with that.
0: And I, and one, one of the things that you said really struck a chord. Because life is not fair. It's hard. It's difficult. Everybody has a different starting point. Some are more privileged than others, and others have a rough start. Yeah. But everybody gets thrown into the same world.
1: Oh, yeah. We're all here to experience our own hardships according to what God needs to experience so that we can grow to, to our fullest potential. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I would say one of the key things that we need to
0: know about this is perspective. Because I acknowledge that everybody isn't the same. It, you're born into a family that... Um, is very wealthy, and your best friend is born into a family that isn't as wealthy. Right. There's going to be differences. Oh, it's yeah. not... You, you weren't there to make those choices. You didn't choose to be born into that family. Yeah. And But it is all about perspective and being able to respect one another in that aspect. And being able to acknowledge and help those that are either less fortunate or um, be able to lift those that are
1: struggling. Oh, yeah. No, it's absolutely true. I think gratitude is something that uh, the Apostle, uh, Elder Uchtdorf, said. He said we need to have a gra- an attitude of gratitude. Uh, so what that means is, is just like you said, perspective. Um, and, you know, gratitude is a huge part of what hope is. You know, in, in Preach My Gospel, and the, the missionary, uh, well, it's the kind of the guide to teaching as a missionary, it says... That hope is optimism, positivity. It's like, kind of like seeing life with a glass half full kind of view. And it's confidence in yourself and confidence in God. Mm -hmm. And that hope is is the perspective that we need to get to our life on earth. Because just like we said, life is hard. Life is unfair at times. But if we change our perspective and we're grateful for even the small things, uh, our our understanding of, of things becomes different. We become happier, uh, a lot happier than if we were pessimistic or negative about things. Um, I think that's it's so important that we that we understand that um, because as we begin to appreciate the small and simple things in life as well as the things we take for granted, we find we have little to complain about and more joy to express I. You said it perfectly,
0: and I think one of the biggest thing, like, I, I also have a scripture. Um, it's in 1 Peter 1, 3, and it says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Um, and from that, like it's talking about when Jesus was brought back from the dead, but the phrase lively hope that would, that I've never heard of like, like when you hear hope, it's only hope or like hope and faith or hope and love or something paired with hope. But I've never heard of a description to magnify the word hope. Yeah. Lively. What does that mean to you?
1: Well, I think a lively hope, what it means to me is to be... It's supposed to apply the hope, to apply your gratitude to your surroundings. To not only feel grateful for things, but to act grateful for things. Not not a, not a fake way, but if you're grateful, then... Then your actions and your choices should should be manifested by that that mindset of gratitude. Be genuine. Be, yeah, and and that you know that means you know being charitable to other people, um, being patient with other people, <laughs> you know having having a Christ-like love for others and things like that. Yeah. I think you know that actually reminds me of of a scripture that I was thinking of because you know we have we have a lot uh, to thank God for, and so. Uh, and let me pull it up real quick. But it's uh, it's an Alma. It's Alma 34:38. And it says that ye contend no more against the Holy Ghost, but that ye receive it, and take upon you the name of Christ, that ye humble yourselves even to the dust, and worship God in whatsoever place ye may be in, in spirit and in truth, and that ye live in thanksgiving daily for the many mercies and blessings which he doth bestow upon you because when our perspective changes we start to see god's hand in our lives we start to see that he does he does have many mercies and many blessings which he does bestow upon us and so you know it's and, and not only this but the 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 gospel principle of being thankful is is you know just like all the other commandments that God gives us, it's something that's going to make us happier. Its only purpose is to make us happier, you know, because that's our purpose in life. In you know, in one of my favorite scriptures and you know, very well-known uh, scripture in the Book of Mormon, Second uh, 2 Nephi 2:25 2. it says, "Adam fell that men might be, and men are that they might have joy." Yeah, that's really important that we understand what our purpose is. Our purpose is to have joy, and we can have joy through the gospel. I couldn't agree more.
0: And what is one of the ways that you've felt joy in your life? Like, how have you seen, like, the Lord's hand bring joy to you?
1: Well, uh, definitely through the gospel, through scriptures, but I think most of all through my family. You know, families are ordained of God, and my family is what gives me the most joy in my life. Absolutely. Yeah. Um... Let's see.
0: Now, I'm gonna turn the question on myself.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely let us know.
0: Um, joy. That's an interesting word, joy. Because, like, people describe, like, I actually remember before my mission, my mom asked me, like, what brings you joy? I told her, like, oh, I, I like movies and video games and my friends. No, 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 no. What brings you joy? What brings you like what makes you feel like very warm and fuzzy on the inside, what uplifts you like every time that you're there or experience it that it just makes you want to jump up in the air with a big old grin on your face yeah, and I had to think for a moment and I the only thing I could think of was uh being in nature just absorbing all of the life around me yeah just not thinking about the cares and just living in the moment feeling the light fill my soul which i would highly suggest to all of you sometime it is a very cleansing experience and it should especially during this time it's a very good detox from being stuck inside now, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying invade the forest or anything, because <laughs> as much as I want the coronavirus to infect the poor uh, Bambi and all of them, uh, that, that's a big no-no. Right. Go after this whole thing and do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, for sure. No, but yeah, no, I mean, that, that kind of, you know, we're, we're that, that's a really good invitation, I think, to leave everyone. I think uh, we would love everyone to just look for God's hand. You know, make efforts to change your your attitude to an attitude of gratitude. Exercise a little faith in God and and hope in God. Hope in Jesus Christ and, you know, have confidence in yourself, have confidence in God. You know, I can, I myself can promise you that if you do have an attitude of gratitude and you have your gratitude towards God, that your life will be so much better. You will have so much joy in life and it's not a joy that's i guess what what i like to say is that it's a lasting joy you know there's a lot of things in life that make us happy but that give us temporary happiness but this joy i can promise is a lasting joy this attitude of gratitude this faith in god will make this joy last and that's i think that's more than more than uh more than enough to be worth it. Because I know it's true. I know that that God lives. I know that gratitude to God can bring blessings, especially peace in life, peace in suffering, and peace in trials.
0: And I would also like to add a little thing to your your, uh, invitation to everyone.
1: Absolutely.
0: And that would be, I would say during this time of quarantine with you having the time to think and ponder about the many things in life, the little stop light that will never turn green, I want you to take this time to think of those that mean a lot to you, that you're grateful for and to have in your life, and I want you to tell them how much they mean to you.
1: That's a wonderful, wonderful invitation. Mm-hmm.
0: And on top of that, I would also like to bear my testimony that I know that these things are true, that I know that this, that gratitude goes a long, long way, and that filling yourself with hope will lift you up, and you can use that hope to lift others up with you and using faith to chain them all together so that you can never fall back down to that spot that you were before. And I know that God loves us. He loves you. He knows you. And he knows that this is a tough time for everyone but he also knows that this is all temporary. This corona pandemic will soon pass and we'll all get back on with our normal lives. But until then, bear with thine afflictions and endure to the end. And we say these things in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Oh, man. I, I think that went very, very
1: well. Oh, absolutely.
0: All right. Well, it's getting pretty late. Uh, we've been chatting your ear off for a little too long now, so um, thank you, everyone, for listening once again to the San Francisco Clarion Call. I'm Elder Christopherson. And I'm Elder Peter. We're signing off. Good night, everybody.